Broadcasting to you live from the Nevada desert, you're listening to Zero Context. I'm Natalie, joined as always by Axe. I'm coming to you live from the glowing orb. And we're both coming to you on episode 22. We're still putzing away in Zero Time Dilemma. Axe, do you think there's an alternate timeline where we don't do this show? I think about it every day. Maybe some life-threatening scenarios can happen on the podcast. We Mm -hmm. can shift over there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but while we're here, while we're here in this timeline, uh, what are we covering? We are covering the D-Team Fragment Outbreak and the C-Team Fragment Ambidex. We did not do the D-Team Fragment where Sigma and Diana are in front of a TV. Um, I do not remember uh, what these two fragments were that we played that we're covering today. Um, they're pretty meaty. Um, and the next one's me- also really meaty. And I was like, let's just let's just play it safe. Um, if you played it already, congrats. You finished your homework early. You only have to do a little bit next week. Gold star, A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. You know things that I don't know. You do. So you, so you can listen yeah. to this podcast and have a fun little time. She knows everything. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any fun, any fun quips or banter at the top. What are we? Who are we talking about in the in the voice actor corner? We are talking about Sigma, who was not voiced in Virtue's Last Reward. Um, but you know who was voiced was K, Kyle Klim, the clone <laughs> of Sigma. Um, who is um, whose voice actor uh, Daisuke Ono is uh, reprising his physical role of S- Sigma's genetics. And his voicing Sigma in this game as well. Um, doing a pretty distinct delivery, I'll, I will say. Um, he he's, just he's, is Sigma now. He is Sigma now. He's fully committed. He's not a heavily awarded voice actor for no reason. Um, so I just got a few of his some fun roles. You can you can hear his big ones back on that that episode, beginning of Virtue's Last Reward episode. If you want to go do that. Um, but hey, did you know he voiced himself in Lucky Star? The original run of Lucky Star, that's weird. Um, Shizuo, Shizuo in Durarara. He's Van Arkride in uh, Kuro no Kiseki or um, Trails Through Daybreak. Um, he's the new he's the new guy for the Trails games. I've not met this guy yet. I, um, I'm not subjecting myself to playing those games with the spreadsheet reader tool and PS4 <laughs> share anymore. Um, he also voices Beowulf in Skullgirls. Crazy that Skullgirls got Daisuke Ono. That's, that's really weird. Um, he's Sei Han- Handa in Barakamon. Um, it's a cute little uh, calligraphy manga that got an adaptation. Um, it's about a guy who has to deal with a little kid. He like loses he loses his like his calligraphy groove, so he has to go back and get his groove back in sure, the countryside. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And he's um, Sorrow in Dragon Quest Heroes and the new Dragon Quest Monsters, which is not, which is fine. I I returned it to my library early. I'm not finishing that game. Oh no, well, yeah. did didn't even it's fine. didn't even have to renew that one. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go go head down to your library. This is a little PSA. Go head down to your library. Look for some video games. Yeah, go some do some library gaming. Apparently, they have those now. Yeah. So on the English side, we have uh, also 
pretty distinguished, though, uh, just weirdly prolific voice actor, uh, Matthew Mercer, who you might know as the founder of Critical Role. I did not know this. Apparently people like this, this little, uh, this little web series, little tabletop empire. Also in Skullgirls as Zane plays Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil Damnation to Resident Evil Vendetta. And then he's out again. They got someone new. Nobody sticks around for Leon Kennedy long. It's like James Bond. Levi Ackerman in the Attack on Titan dub. Kanji Taksumi in uh, From Persona 4, the animation onward kicking out Troy Baker, and then Espio the Chameleon from Mario and Sonic at the Rio Olympic Games onward, also kicking out Troy Baker, which is very funny to me. I I like the idea of Matthew Mercer just being the person you get when you can no longer afford Troy Baker, and or because he got canceled for doing NFTs, which is more new (laughs) stuff that I learned. (laughs) Or for a now-deleted transphobic tweet apparently mm-hmm. in 2015 which is the thing i remembered but can't remember details um nor can i find receipts yeah uh, who the fuck is zane in Skullgirls? that's not a playable character i i don't i don't know i haven't i haven't played a lot of Skullgirls. uh you can catch us playing Skullgirls in march um if you're listening to this at release but yeah he's in there so yeah, for this episode, uh, there are some uh, troubling scenes. We have some suicidal ideation, uh, dismemberment, and blood slash gore. Uh, I think all of this is for the first fragment, pretty much. Or no, never mind. I'm lying. There's stuff in the second fragment as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if if any of that is uh is is a no for you, then can maybe skip this one. Suicidal stuff is in the first fragment, and then, uh, and also the dismemberment, and then there's mostly just blood in the. Um, techn- there's dismemberment and blood in both. Yeah, fragments. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you can choose how you listen to this. Mm-hmm. Choose your fragment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the from the flow chart in front of you on your podcast uh, mm-hmm. player of choice. Uh, choose, on your Apple choose Vision wh- Pro. Yeah, yeah. If if you're listening to us on an Apple Vision Pro, um, <laughs> we so fucked up. Let us know. Oh my I, god. I want to. I want to know how you live your life. Okay, here's how we live our lives in the outbreak fragment. D team is greeted from their slumber at 1810 by some robots lining the manufacturing room of D Ward. Sigma becomes clammy at the sight of them, so the trio commences with examining the room without much ceremony. Decoding messages from the unsettling robot's AI, they determine that they need to disarm a bomb in the room to gain their freedom. They rush to cut wires and undo screws in the right order, narrowly beating the robot program to set off the bomb. Returning to the lounge, Gab is nowhere to be found, so Phi walks off to search for him, giving Sigma space to backfill Virtue's last reward to Diana yet again. She pokes him about his strange behavior while they were with the robots, so he talks about his own robots on the moon base, all but revealing to us that an older Diana was there with him for his first three years in the facility. He then goes on about how he made Luna to be an extra copy of the future Diana, dead from moon illness, and how he loved his creation like a daughter. Phi breaks up the scene to call them towards the decontamination room, where she unveils a plan to blow up a welded shut door, freeing the path to the elevator. Phi leaves the cranky, young, old Sigma to carry the bomb from the manufacturing room. They set it for the max time of five minutes and run off as the narrator chimes in to announce C-Team's death by the earlier vote. Zero piggybacks off the announcement to call out D-Team for their rule violation. 
As punishment for breaking the rule they are just hearing about now, they learn that Q-Team is on the other side of the door, sure to die if, it goes up, if the bomb goes off. They rush to move or disarm the bomb, but the hydrofluoric acid showers at the decontamination room are running. With only one suit in the adjoining locker room, Diana rushes to try to put it on to reach the bomb. Sigma demands she stop, saying it's too late. In one timeline, she tells Sigma to fuck himself, knocks him and Phi out with a taser she kept in the puzzle room, and dies to the bomb's explosion because she was, in fact, too late. When she concedes to his request, she and Phi realize Sigma was just trying to get them out of the room so that he can burden himself with the rescue, despite this taking way longer than what Diana was going to do. The bomb soon goes off, knocking Phi and Diana back. A severely injured Sigma stumbles out with some familiar wounds. His right eye has been pierced through with glass, and both of his arms are gone, down to the elbow. They get Sigma some emergency medical aid and shamble towards the elevator room. As promised, Q-Team lies bloody on the ground, but they discover Mira clinging to life. She confirms the information from Zero that they had set the bomb, and with her dying strength injects Phi with the radical six she held on from the experiment room. Realizing what has happened, Sigma declares that they have stumbled upon the future they already know, the one where Radical Six spreads throughout the world and six billion people die. Sigma tells Diana that they must not use the lift, otherwise the grim future he jumped back in time to avoid will be secured. Phi, hoping for Sigma to get the urgent medical attention he needs, demands feverishly for Diana to kill her and burn her corpse at once. Completely unable to accept such a deed, and the only other able-bodied person there, Diana knocks out Phi with the taser and takes her up the lift. Emerging on the surface, she delivers the haunting message that introduced her back in Virtue's last reward. Six are dead. Soon six billion will follow, and she is at fault. Sigma, slumped on the elevator platform under the blood-red New Year's lunar eclipse, says this must have been inevitable, and prays for the next Sigma to succeed where he's failed. It's extremely cool to finally see the conclusion of this loop that we basically like started at the end of Virtue's last reward and are now like there. And it's like, Oh yeah, we just missed. We just totally failed to get to like, to, to finish what we wanted to start. Not to jump too much ahead, but there's, there's such a good mounting and sudden momentum to the, the conclusion of this ending. Mm-hmm. And there's also something really cool about, how it, how it doesn't feel like just the thing that makes Virtue's Last Reward happen. Like, it, it feels like the cluster of things that could have happened to make that happen. Because that's how, like, that's, like, how, like, actual many worlds theory would work, right? There'd be, there'd be, like, there'd be, like, a few, like, thousand to a million clusters of timelines where we'd end up with, with six billion people dead mm-hmm. in Radical Six. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're in, in, like, the, like, structure of this game's like multi-world theory like there is other random timelines or maybe sigma doesn't lose his eye but everything else happens or Mm -hmm. you know he loses arm and yeah it's just like varying degrees of fucked and we're just like in the one where everything goes wrong and now we have to play virtue's last reward imagine if that was the next video game that's the Uh, real (laughs) horror of this ending that's that's that we, we we've made some poor motherfucker have to play virtue's last reward god i'm so sorry God, I'm getting like flashbacks now. Um, <laughs> sapia tone flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, jumping back a little bit. Uh, this puzzle is really weird in in a cool way. This is, as far as I know, the only puzzle in like the whole franchise up to this point. Unless there's other ones in this game where you can 
get a game over in the puzzle because you fucked up. Bomb goes off. Yeah, bomb goes off. Mm -hmm. But also, like, as you're retrying it, it's, like, embedded with the, like, fiction of the game of, like, the characters continually, like, retrying different routes because they're just like, oh, I feel like I've been here before and stuff, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is just, like, such a cool way to do retries like this on like a very small scale it's not like you have to do like a full route and then you know you get some other ending but it's just like oh yeah you messed up in this like one small way and now we got to start all over again uh which is just it's wild to me that they're not doing that this like the whole game basically Mm -hmm. because because most of these puzzles you could die probably in one way or another yeah i don't i don't yeah it's weird there's not more fatal conclusions yeah, I was so surprised when I like we we got to the um puzzle, and I was like, oh, I can just I can just let this go and and the and the fragments like yeah. there's there's actually like a hard lose state, which is just so so wild after playing you know fifty plus hours of these games to uh to finally have that. For anyone who skipped, didn't play, or doesn't remember this puzzle. There's kind of like a bomb diffusion sequence that's split up across like different puzzles. Um, But as you make mistakes in the diffusion process, instead of the game just being like, all right, you fucked up, you kind of get directed to other mini games that are placed around the room, depending on what stage of the bomb diffusing you're at. You're kind of set into this mini uh, choo-choo rocket style lemmings puzzle where you have to direct um, little like rc carts to like their color matching squares otherwise they'll collide and they'll explode because the rc carts are holding bomb material for some reason the like the actual like mechanics of how this this works i'm like maybe less hot on because it you could don't, have just <laughs> you don't like the rc carts carrying bomb materials <laughs> i think that's really good i i would have been fine if you just you cut the bomb wire and everything explodes but you know that's that's not that's not well, as I, much. I I, I think I think that the cards do a thing with this puzzle where it like, it they are on a time limit fictionally. I mm. do not want to do this sequence on a real time limit, but I am more than happy to do like an like a live like a real time based slight puzzle to emulate to kind of like reinforce the sensation of having on an actual time limit. Um, I, I think there's like a style break with this puzzle where it's like, no, there's one puzzle. There's one puzzle. You need to do it right. Are these other consequences that you are filtered mm-hmm. out to instead of doing a bunch of shit that filter into one thing? I mean, we're we're just we're just different in that regard because I would love if these puzzles had timers on them. I think that would be pretty sick. To to, to me, that's like, oh, you're you're replaying the puzzles and you're like gaining additional knowledge by having to like redo this loop. The same way that like that that like the characters in the in the fiction are like having to retry stuff again and again because they keep getting it wrong the first time. That game's long enough. I don't need to do all that. <laughs> yeah. Any anyway, you know, if uh, Spike tunes off, Uchikoshi, if you're all listening for uh, that that number for four, Zero Escape Four. <laughs> yeah, you know, you want to put some timers in oh, there just to man. just to pick just to piss Axe off. I'll be real happy about it. It'd be fine if they did it. I just like don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, other other stuff in this puzzle is pretty 
I mean, there's not that much. Like, on, on, I was actually a little surprised at most of the room because I interacted. Um, I thought you were going to use like the big. There's like these big rotary presses in the in the room that you just kind of look at. I thought some something was going to get crushed. I assumed, but I do like the the robots that you run into, the, like the silly little like prototypes of the. I guess I don't know that they're prototypes of the robots that we see in. Uh, Virtue's Last Reward, but they're similar in terms of like just quirky little guys that are also robots. Uh, none of them have Cockney accents for reasons. Um, the um, the best one um, is the one that's like haunting you as you go through the puzzle trying to like set off the other bomb. Um, her name's Betty. She's a, a a pink purple robot that does like. And she's silly a Hoobian. Yeah, yeah. She's just talking. She's just spouting off Doctor Who references the whole time. That was it. that was her her training set, I guess. It's just various episodes of Doctor Who, just mm-hmm. saying Geronimo a lot and uh, timey wimey and other stuff. Uh, she says, "I drink your milkshake at one point," which I don't know what that's in reference to. <laughs> Maybe it's Monty Python. Is it okay? I don't know. I I, I, I I feel like that's in the same family of annoying person references. Yeah, it, it's just it's all just annoying British references. It's just a very it's a very funny phrase to me. Cannot verify if this is original script content. Yeah, if anyone's listening and you know the Japanese is also talking about Doctor Who or if some random translator just threw this in there because they thought it'd be funny, uh, would love to know. Both would be sick. It would both be very good. <laughs> just like, who the fuck's playing Zero Escape 3? <laughs> I'm just putting this in here. <laughs> Um, so uh yeah skipping forward the scene with diana and sigma is like so outrageous to me where we learn that like she is just like tied to sigma forever and it's just like just doomed just another doomed woman in this in this franchise um where she's like the she spends some time with him on the moon uh, for reasons, I guess, making robots. I guess Diana makes robots. She's uh, studied the medical disciplines. Sure, sure. She's like a nurse or something. I don't know. Or, or Well, Lu- Luna said she was a nurse and was lying. Diana, unclear what level of medical training or schooling she has. Mm-hmm. Enough to study, study um, genetic engineering. Yeah, seems like a lot. But yeah, very, very wild to like, one, to get that. It would be so funny if Axe hadn't like told me that Diana is supposed to be Luna because I would not have gotten it up until this point. (laughs) I was just like, how could you? (laughs) They don't look the same. We don't need to relitigate this. Go listen back to that episode. But it would anyway, it's just it's very funny to me and concept but even even with that knowledge it's just like the reality that like yeah the end of uh, the end of this game is just she she goes off onto the moon or this this route at least this fragment um who knows what the end of this game will be and then just dies of moon sickness before the the next game starts her well her bones don't have enough gravity so she gets sick yeah sigma's bones so real good it's because he's it's because he has less bones because he has robot arms (laughs) Yeah, that's why he can live so long. But also just like 
the realization that Sigma has been just like going through this whole game, like hanging out with his his daughter wife that he knows is gonna die on the moon. Well, like, this this Sigma in particular. So he so he meets Luna, falls in love with this robot, this doomed robot, and watches her die, and then has to ditch her to go back in time and go directly to the moon base post this route as like a young 20 something meets Diana there. Diana is presumably forlornly um, yearning for him or something or whatever. Um, And then, and then she dies there. Sigma spends like, like what? 30 more years, 30, 40 more years. Mm -hmm. And then has Luna and now is back with, the dead woman he met like 40 years ago yeah it's so it's so like the fact that sigma is not just like losing his shit i mean you guys he is kind of losing his shit for other reasons but just like the fact that he's not having like emotional breakdowns about being reunited with this person is like very interesting to me and i wonder if that's going to come up at all or if sigma's just a hardened dad and just stomachs through it other other uh not daughters uh Phi is really fun in this early early se- early segment. Uh she gets to be really bitchy mm-hmm. again the other kind towards of woman. Sigma. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, you're either you're either a wife, a daughter or a bitch mm-hmm. or dead. Yeah, when she she forces Sigma to to carry this because he's he's old but he's in a young man's body. So, he better do all the work. I just, I just, it's it's nice to have Phi back in some capacity. She, she's still. We'll talk more about this in a moment, but like, she's not a character. Oh, you don't like her saying? I think we jumped, and then nothing happens. <laughs> you know, like you know, like that part of her character where she's like, I think we jumped, and and then nothing else happens. Her her character is so bewildering because it's like she's constantly kind of just like the. Not even an expedition, like or uh, exposition character, but like it's just like uh like a notice, like 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 a little yellow box that pops up on the screen. This like player has jumped, um like that's her function. That's her function <laughs> in like most scenes. Just like a modern UI games UI mm-hmm. like like collectible drop notification. Yeah. Fuck. Uh. So like having her have any sort of like character, even if that's just she's she's like making fun of Sigma, is like sure I'll take it. Like that's something, uh, and also it's just funny. Yeah, this this fragment where Diana tasers everyone is like a strange, like non-ending to me. I think it makes sense to have it be so unfilled in because it just like like leads to like a real like 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 a like a credits end state. Yeah. No the, the the like lack of resolution is fine. It's more I guess like her character in the scene like suddenly being like, No, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the suicide mission where I like turn the bomb off and I'm like gonna, you know, knock everybody out to do that. Is like I I don't I don't feel like there's much in her character that we've seen so far where she's like that determined like i feel like most of her her character is more kind of subdued and like 
trying to keep the peace between Sigma and Phi. So this kind of came out of nowhere for me. Well, I feel like I feel like Diana, and if you think about like what the decision games have been up to this point, yeah, it has been a certain amount of like weighing and scaling and like making judgments between mm-hmm. like Phi and Sigma being like the the two devils on her shoulders. Yes. <laughs> um, but but I also th- I, I don't know I think I think having a strong sense of like justice or like obligation is also that like i don't know she's like she's like libra coded you know the scales <laughs> sure sure she's, she's it's, it's literally about like it's always literally about like weighing two mm-hmm. decisions yeah. with diana whereas other the other decision games are like like q teams is broadly about like are what tr- what trick is happening right now mm-hmm. um and and d and um dt uh c teams are they've all been like game show problems they've all been game show problems or or carlos choosing to kill himself so i i wish the game did did a better job of of like making you think about the decision games in that way they're not really Mm -hmm. like consistently rendered as character defining um i think i think it does a bad job of like scaling out to the decision games as like one scene Mm mm-hmm Rather than like, because it, it still kind of like strictly thinks of like, all right, you go here and you go here, like not like they're like related things, ne- like literally right next to each other. Like just because of the structure of this game and like the flowcharts, like often the splits feel just kind of arbitrary. It's like, well, I'm gonna do both because that's how this yes. video game works. Like I'm gonna do the yeah. one and then see where that goes, and then I'll jump back and all the other ones. Where like the actual like how that reflects on any given character, like who who is making the choice, is often much less prominent unless it's literally like like huge uh not cute ball boy choosing who to shoot like with the crossbow like that's mm-hmm. that's defining because that's like a big like dramatic scene but like most of the other ones are much more like abstracted or like you know just just forking the the flow chart one way or another i think what they don't succeed in doing in the way that like you know, the saw trap is meant to draw out certain, reveal to a viewer certain char- like character traits that were hiding in one of the two players of this specific game. I think mm. I think the decision games struggle to leave the realm of like, there's this fucked up thing, isn't that like this guy just did this to us? Whoa! And it, like, mm. it, it, it's never like a revelation about the decision maker yeah. happening in a, in a way that's legible. I, I think, I think there's readings there and I think there's like an intent there. Cause they're like, like I just outlined the very specific trends across the different, sure, and like, and you sure. are making decisions as one character mm-hmm. on each team. Right. So there, there is an intent there. It's just like, not really well developed and I'm fine with it here. Cause again, cause it is like, yeah, I'm just going to play the other fragments. So yeah, I don't want this, this one to be long. Yeah, I played this one first, so it did just kind of jump out as like yes, interesting thing for for Diana to do, making that explicit saw comparison. I haven't thought about saw in these games for a little bit because we're like weirdly. <laughs> this it, is like the saw game. It is, but it's like it's like <laughs> kind of not been as much. No, not as much as I expected anyway. But yeah, imagining a version of this where it's like we're gonna do a puzzle that's like talking that's like uh slowly revealing Mira being a serial killer or Eric being uh 
having child abuse or something like the thinking about like the um the version that more cleanly like like uh mirrors how saw's traps are always like in the in the like the moral framework of saw and like jigsaw a like social deficit wondering like how that would how that would look in these games i i feel like i'm almost like glad it doesn't do that just because i feel like it would be real rough not on this budget yeah i'm just thinking about like other scenes like with like other scenes we've seen of like um like thinking of era specifically like other than like the one we did saw last week but like other ones where it's like this is kind of a nightmare and like if we had a whole puzzle that was all about like mm-hmm. little pieces about how uh eric's like child abuse is like first like uh failing of him as a person like that'd be pretty rough um which is kind of how the saw movies are because the, their conception of what it means to be like a bad person is uh mostly to be mentally ill um she should, should go check out blackjack instead um which is not quite a death game but blackjack does pose um moral tests to mm. the potential people he's gonna operate on Oh, okay. It's usually through like asking them for like like thirty three hundred billion yen in like nineteen fifty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's like no, I like, I don't have that. Or if they do, they're like they're like fuck they like do it they do fucked up things, and it's kind of about the unfolding of their psyche uh, in the way that like a saw trap is, or or Columbo in the way Columbo is about like the unfolding yeah. of like a singular um su- suspect that he pins at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that. Yeah, God, Columbo's so good. We should mm-hmm. be podcasting about Columbo. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> there has to be one of those already. I feel like Columbo was real hot last year. Yeah, yeah. There's, there, I'm sure there's tons of them. Yeah, watch, watch Columbo if you haven't. Yeah. Uh, it's a good show. Um, other note is that not on this budget is that is that happening no, no, where there's no. a version of that where they're doing that because even honestly even there's a Columbo episode there's, there's the the well funded Columbo sometimes <laughs> there's an episode and I'm like I don't really I don't really fuck with these conclusions about this character at all no, and you had a whole hour long episode it's very um, it's 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 very like just talking about Columbo now but it, it's it's very like <laughs> like genre television that's like any given episode could be amazing or just trash. Like I've been watching X-Files recently and that's like the same thing where it's like, yeah, like, Oh, this episode, this one week, incredible. Great. They did signs, but they made the Mm -hmm. worms tiny. Really good. Uh, the other week. Oh, it's all just about what if, uh, what if someone with autism was an alien? Cool. Um, (laughs) what if it's, it's fucked. Uh, that's just how TV used to be. Hey, what if Diana left the room? What do you think about that? Oh, we're segueing back. Sorry, I just like <laughs> spaced out completely. So, um, so fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if uh, Diana leaves, then Sigma um, gets to do his long, his long little speech, which I was just screaming at the computer, like, "What the fuck are you doing, Sigma? You have like thirty seconds or something." Um, and he's just literally like, literally if sigma did not intervene at all this would have been fine this would have been like a little bit fine more fine yeah he'd, he'd have kept his arms at least and his eye mm-hmm. i like the, this scene in terms of like sigma just continuing to be like i'm gonna do it my way just like having frank sinatra play in his head as he's like <laughs> doing his 
his epic superhero move that just fucks up completely. Can't invoke Jack Final Fantasy on this podcast. <laughs> oh, is my way in 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 the the Stranger Paradise oh my, trailer? Yes. Oh my god! I hope you've ever seen this. No, I've not. Move on, move on, move on. <laughs> go, go, go. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I I really like that. Uh, just like just the conclusion kind of of that arc. I, I'm sure it'll it'll come back. I'm sure because that's just most of Sigma's character. But like in terms of like doing all of this work, thinking he's like doing the right thing and he's gonna like prevent this horrible thing happening, and then he just like walks literally walks right into it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a a really strong way to like characterize him as just so so stubborn and like having lo- just lost his mind in like pursuit of this this one task that he just can't get right well it's also like sigma's like what like 70 60 like, he, he said his age multiple times at this point and i can't remember yeah but he's like 60 70 and he still just does not know how to act in front of the woman he wants to fuck no he still just has no idea. He just gonna. He's just acting up. Um, it's uh, he's so pathetic. Mm-hmm. Really coming, really coming around on Sigma because of him <laughs> becoming a, a more increasingly pathetic man. It's really amazing to me how much more I like him now in this game. After instead of mm-hmm. Virtue's Last Reward, I had like nothing to think about him in Virtue's Last Reward. I mean, partially it's because he's not voiced. He doesn't have as much like agency in the seeds, but like. His character is just so much more just clearly drawn and it's just a really just sad dude that that yeah just every scene he's in it's just like he's just he's just gonna fuck up but he's gonna be real real confident about it uh nothing he can do this is just how he is now as an old man and then we have all these scenes of after the explosion after everybody on I guess not everyone basically everyone on Q team dies and then and then subsequently dies, which is just like just so much like resolution coming in. Finally, like the game is like finally moving again. I feel like I I think it was last time we talked about like the game feeling like it wasn't doing anything, and then this (laughs) and now it's like everything is happening. This game can be really exciting, and like when like everything starts coming together, and like we actually Mm -hmm. have like movement and like all of the sort of wheel spinning feels like it was like maybe not purposeful but at least like had like added to like the the texture of the game it feels like we're in like the second season mm-hmm. of zero time dilemma yeah yeah like we know who these characters are we know what they're trying mm-hmm. to do and now we can like actually like the plot can happen yeah, I wish I wish it harnessed this a little more clearly. Mm-hmm. You do kind of get funneled into this and the C team fragment that we're going to be talking about in a moment. Mm-hmm. So like, there kind of is like a like a mid season like like you know the the intro theme changes a little bit. You know that that does kind of happen. I wish there was like a sh- harder stop because the game has shown that it's like willing to be like, no, you have to pick this fragment. Yeah, I am curious. Like, I didn't keep. I, I guess I can go back and look at my old screenshots, but I was wondering, like, if you could pick this at an earlier stage, because it seems like it would just be, like, that That just seems ridiculous to me. Um, you have to do the Q-team fragment in the experimentation room and not inject the Radical 6. 
Uh, okay, so you have to see that scene before you can... Yes. Oh, yes. okay. And I, I, and I believe there's some prerequisites to unlock that one as well. Oh, A okay. lot of them we hit immediately because we went back and did the vote the vote switching at the top. Mm-hmm. And then we also did all the don't presses. Um, So that that's a lot of... Because that's just like, are people alive mm-hmm. to be able to have certain fragments? Um, mm. So that's what that kind of satisfies. And, okay. and, now, and now we're going to be getting into like more gritty, gritty locks. I mean, I guess that's the only like, not even, not even like, like criticism necessarily, but like something that I, I am noticing more as we like get further in and like the shape of this game is getting more complex that it's like definitely harder for me to keep track of like what opens up other fragments or like options. Like if I, maybe if I was looking at like the global flowchart at all, I think once you see things, once you start actually looking at the global flowchart, which I'm going to yell at you until you do uh, following this episode, because I just learned, dear listener, that Natalie has not looked at it. Like, I looked like at it once, twice. where I was yeah, like, yeah, "Oh, yeah, that is this." It it doesn't like it doesn't like push you to do it. Like, it's... no, it doesn't push you to do it, but it does. It is like, hmm, how would these fragments look on a flowchart? That 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 pang of curiosity didn't hit you. No, because everything felt disconnected. Like, it was just well, like... Well, they're literally... A... Multiple events are happening after each other. Sure, sure. It just... The, the mechanisms of this game did not propel me to, to like, look there. Or even, or even to remember that that existed, honestly. It's not a great... The, 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 the fragment select in general is not a great UI. It's really busy. Yeah. I, I, I think it would be have been better served if if it was just more prominent because yeah literally not until the end of the fragment we're about to talk about did i remember that that existed and that was just because axe mentioned oh there's a new thing on the global flowchart i was like oh right we have that because the only way you see it is just like there's a little like uh like right trigger icon or something in the bottom left corner and you hit that and then oh it doesn't have a dedicated button on the on the port huh on the 3DS release, there's a there's a dedicated kind of like switch. There's like a cycle switch button. So you have the you have the team select, mm-hmm. and then if you're there, you can um, cycle over. There's just like a dedicated button that says flowchart in the bottom right hand corner of the DS 3DS. Touch yeah, screen. yeah, yeah. No, it's it's there. It's it's just like it's you know it's way off in the bottom corner, and I'm looking at the giant character portraits. Well, well is it a trigger prompt or is it like a a full button? Because that's different. See, I honestly couldn't tell you. It's, okay. It, there is some there is some button of some kind off to like the side or the corner, but it, it's just not where you look. And like maybe this is also just the way we're podcasting this, or we're primarily going off of like fragment images and like different different teams, um, rather than like looking at the flowchart to choose them. Well, I think playing on a DS or like a handheld would also shape. The, your your literal fields of view looking yeah, at the UI. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what if there's a button there? How do you not know it? And I'm like, meanwhile, like the screen's like no bigger than my palm. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no. Of course, I I can't avoid this. Yeah, I I do want to look up like some screenshots of how it looks on the 3ds now because yeah. I am I'm just curious. Huge, huge side tangent. Uh, we were, we were talking about. We just got to the lift, um, which has it's just it's just a good scene. Um, I I feel like the the camera has not been cameraing for some time. <laughs> they remember um, how to do cutscenes. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, they're just like the, and it, and it's really good because they're they're still like not doing any walking animation, you know, because they just like did they probably made like one very slow walk cycle that looks okay when they shoot it above like like th- at like three quarters. They can't. They, like, they can't show the Sig- knees. It's Sigma's like marching, or not Sigma. Uh, Junpei's marching. <laughs> Junpei. Yeah, his congratulatory um, march. But there's just like there's just a really good like they get to the elevators, establishing shot. Um, mm-hmm. Phi goes over to mirror. There's kind of like this like uh, cross like a uh, uh, shot shot reverse shot with with her them talking, and then she gets the injection. Um, they're on the li- they're on the lift after Diana tasers them, um, and then there's just like here's a landscape. This is the first mm-hmm. time you've seen a landscape since the establishing shot of the the prison rooms at at Decom. Yeah, and then we pan up to this fucked up moon mm-hmm. if this is the lunar eclipse from the first game that's in the magazine oh okay i see i see because they were like hey it's gonna be a lunar eclipse on new year's and then and they're like no it's not new year's it's <laughs> 50 years later <laughs> and there's also a lunar, there's there's a solar eclipse now yeah yeah that's good it, good it, to, good good thing to pivot back on mm-hmm. yeah it's cool there's like there's like several but like kind of bespoke scenes I feel like in this segment. Um like uh obviously we get we get Phi getting injected with Mira, which I I think I'm kinda of more mixed about. We we talked about this briefly beforehand. Like to me it felt I, I don't know, like the large like apparatus of this game where six billion people are gonna die. We have to do like all of this complex time travel stuff, you know, build a moon base with robots and all sorts of stuff and have that all to go back to Mira injecting Phi just kind of like out of spite was like, I guess a little underwhelming. I, I think I'm coming around to it more now that you like, you you brought up like the snail as like a comparison. Yeah, yeah. So uh, m- my response to this is that Mira has already been placed. This is like the crux of her character already, like in the way that she's introduced and like the way in which we're led to think about her with the snail story. Um, in one sense, Zero's weird fixation on this, uh, like like se- seemingly the the Mira's first serial murder, is the thing that for some reason is Zero's fixation and trigger for deciding to for making the decision game. You know, mm-hmm. she's if you like if you want to scale in in like a really hyper specific way, there's like, yeah, Mira's it's Mira's fault. Um, but, but I think I think there's like some kind of idea going on with Mira. Like, where is she culpable for her own act? Where, where is Mira and in general, an individual culpable for their own actions? Mm-hmm. And like Mira, I think Mira is an extreme character to kind of be like, yeah, fuck her. And then it's like, well, no, she she didn't put that radical six there. She just picked it up. It's not even as much about, like, fuck Mira for, like, you know, starting starting the events that will lead to, to Virtue's last reward. and Right, but, like, but like the game is putting that pressure sure, on her. Sure, sure, I'm saying, sure. like, I think, I think the game is at once trying to make you think that and then trying to be like, but is that really logically consistent? Mm-hmm. Looking back at this, I feel like I will feel more positive towards it because right now I'm still, like, okay, so we've, revol- we've kind of resolved how that started like sort of what, what the like inciting incident for radical six getting out and everything that leads up to virtue's last reward happening like we we've now sort of seen that so like what the fuck is like zero and free the soul and like all these all these like other like 
really like large questions like where they sit in it and now it almost feels like they've been like i don't know it's just it's just i guess weird to me because i'm still like well if they're not like the reason for this well well well, how are they how are they not how are they being excluded right now as being the reason because they're just not here (laughs) they're just gone um how do you know i mean sure we we could i could extend it to be like okay zero constructed this whole thing so he puts the radical six here so you know it would be traced back causality mira can only get radical six because she's been put in the fucked up death game which it has some connection probably with free the soul and like that all wraps around i don't know it's not i guess satisfying to me to like have just like the string of kind of accidents or like like intentional accidents almost maybe when i see how it comes together i'll feel more positively you're laughing so i i'm 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 thinking maybe not (laughs) well well i i'm just saying like how is it definitively not free of the soul still i'm not saying it's not i i just think like the the way it's depicted of like mirror basically being like an accidental like accessory to free the soul letting out this this bio virus and I, I just feel like there's something, there's something missing there for like that to feel complete for me, other than we put you all together to kind of watch like atoms bust off each other, and that will like lead to an outcome where the world ends. Well, they they needed to lead to the outcome that ensures the future conditions, the, right? Because there's a closed loop happening. Sure, sure. This like has to happen otherwise there's like a paradox like it's both Mm. already paradoxical but also a necessity otherwise we'd create further paradox you're saying free the soul needs that to happen or radical six getting out from the decision game has to happen to ensure that sigma and phi come back from the future to then be entrance in the the fresh decision game Mm -hmm. i don't know i may be struggling to like pin pound exactly why this kind yeah, of you're, like... you're you're actively missing information it's 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 like normal I'd, I'd say it's normal because the game's not over sure for yeah. you to be like hmm what's up with this <laughs> yeah so yeah we'll, we'll we'll come back to this i'm sure i'm i'm sure this will be important in other ways then we get like phi's basically demands uh, once again phi demanding that that she die so that other people can be saved which is like I don't think I, I don't think it's as successful here as in the incinerator scene. Um, I think it I think it's a good delivery. I, I like this for I like Phi having any color. Uh, we kind of talked <laughs> about why she has what what problems she has already. I don't know. Uh, I I think it's a good delivery. I think it's a good scene. Um, I I think it's like yeah, this person who just like time traveled all across the fucking um universe it has failed and they're just like making absurd. I don't know. I, I just think it's, I just think it's a nice scene that expresses the franchise in a way that like no other dramatic, uh, no other dramatic part of the game really reaches at in the earnest or self-serious way. And I, I think the, the voice acting cast just does a, a good job. I, I, just, I, I just, I just like the scene. I don't think it's like a strong savior of five as like a writing project. Uh, or, or virtues last reward, but I'm just like, hmm, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I I think it's like, again, like what we talked about, like 
Fi just kind of being here and like not really still like having a, like a game and a half having you know seen her doing stuff it's clearly some like large role in this larger like time travel plot but i still don't like have really any conception of like her internal like how she's like situating herself in that like the only real scene we get is her and diana in that one flashback where she's like kind of having to break down which is like yeah that was great but then otherwise it's just kind of like her having this like total commitment to this project that she like just kind of happened to to stumble into and is now just like doomed to partake in i feel like there's a there's like a understanding of how she like fits into this project that is missing for me to like buy into her to her commitment to it the way that like i can so easily do it to sigma because i'm like yeah he's gone through like this whole thing like his entire life basically has been leading up to this moment so yeah he's going to be like totally bought in and like belligerent about it and but like fies you know she thinks like a 20 year old she just she's just here um she's doing typical 20 year old things yeah like 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 asking you to kill her and burn her body yeah yeah gosh um I can like see like the emotion that it's gesturing at. Like the like the scene is good. Like it's it's one of like the actual like oh we're having like a cutscene. Um like the music is swelling, like it's semi animated, like it, it is mm-hmm. like executed. The Virtue's Last Reward theme comes back. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. It's like it's like all the pieces are there. It's just like there is not there's no foundation for me to like really buy into yeah. the dramatics the way that like I think you would need that that the game wants me to. I there's almost there's almost a way where I like this this I, I feel almost feel like this should either be like a game played where you finished it already somehow or the first <laughs> game in the franchise. You know, my my zero yes, reverse. Yes, we, yeah, we talked remember. about this. Yeah. Um because how crazy would the scene be if it was like what like the second ending of the franchise? That would be so sick. Right? That'd be so be sick. So sick. Um, and also, like, I, I'm able to then kind of... I, and then the other option where I, where on a replay um, where I can, like, organize the whole game and kind of place this scene in context that I'm like, I like this. Yeah. It's it's good. It's fine. That, that'll that be, that'll be like, the concluding project is, uh, like, uh, organizing the reverse playthrough of how you... The reverse walkthrough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I might actually do that. Stay tuned. You're um, so fucked. You're doing that by yourself. <laughs> we should move on to okay. the next fragment. Unless you have anything burning to say about Outbreak. I mean, I had other things to talk about, but we can move on. We're an hour in, and I can I can mm-hmm. feel you get Nancy. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to lose the two-hour podcast. Moving on. C-Team stirs 10 minutes past midnight, chilled to the bone in the comically frozen over power room. Checking the time, Carlos despairs that he's unable to wish his little sister a happy new year. Akanai takes this moment to sincerely wish Junpei a happy new year, to which Carlos immediately roasts him for not doing the same back to his girlfriend. They do the not-my-girlfriend routine before tackling the room's locked door. They defrost the room and reconnect the power using loose electrical cables and water streams, unlocking not the exit, but a small room within the room. 
The announcer reveals that Q-Team is dead as her boys take their positions within the new room at opposite computers, discovering the rooms for the all-too-familiar A-B game. This time, the lives of the remaining players also hinge on the results of the vote. Before they can commence the game, Akane shouts from outside. She has accidentally stepped into the water and gotten shocked by the still-live electricity. Thankfully, she seems fine beyond fainting and ends up sitting out this decision game. Carlos and Junpei go on about their loved ones and how they absolutely must both escape, definitely not foreshadowing their decisions in the AB game. Should the naive Carlos vote ally, Junpei votes betray, unable to risk Akane's life with the ally vote. Carlos fades from life before we can see what follows. If Carlos votes betray, he recounts a familiar routine where he swears Junpei voted betray last time, which Junpei meets with outrage before his life fades. Now awakened, Junpei turns Carlos into a fine dust with a fire extinguisher before the AB penalty hits her as well. A third path opens up to us, however, if we return to the point before the AB game one more time. Carlos implores Junpei to not go through with the vote, which gives Akane enough time to regain consciousness. Carlos recounts knowledge he should not have of the other two votes, prompting Akane to reveal shifting to him and Junpei plainly. Now that she knows all three of them can just jump to a different timeline to escape, she gets to work setting the reactor in the power room to self-destruct, creating the threat to their lives they all need to access the morphogenetic field. Unfortunately, she does not have a plan on where to go, so Junpei urges them to travel to the game room where they all fail to roll all ones. We're kicked out to the fragment select and funneled into the new timeline. Junpei's plan is to have Carlos and him physically shield Akane from the Gatling Gun death trap, letting her live long enough to hear their ex-passes before joining them again in another history. Carlos is furious and Akane is tearful, but the two accept without much time. Our boys shift without issue and Akane, horrified by her teammates' perforated bodies lying on her, is able to trigger a shift to follow. Safe in the other history, Akane earnestly scolds Junpei for trying to make her a lone survivor with his horrible plan. Instead of really apologizing in any capacity, Junpei finally kind of proposes. Carlos slinks away to give them some space, and Akane points out that he put his ugly ring on the wrong finger. With the other X-passes from the other history secured, the team tries to open the X-door, but the announcer chimes in to let us know X-passes are locked to their respective timelines. Embarrassed at his foolish sacrifice in the other history, Junpei dashes out implying that he's going to commit suicide, but the Q-team ball boy, red-eyed and despondent, stops him at the door out of the lounge with an anime-ass punch. Visions of Q-Team discovering some kind of secret door behind a portal flash to Carlos, while the possessed boy continues to beat down on all of C-Team, sending everyone flying against the walls with single strikes. Carlos somehow avoids a fatal blow and shifts away, promising to come back to this exact moment once he figures out some way to escape. He flees to his chainsaw duel with Akane, right after he struck her down and lost his bracelet hand. Somehow, he performs first aid and sends Gab off with a doily message to Q-Team to investigate the portrait he saw in his vision before taking off to investigate the boy. Goddamn, what a, what a fragment. Talk, talk about things just finally happening. It's an action movie now. It really is, and it kinda, it's kind of sick. To knock out this puzzle beforehand, because there's, there's so much stuff in this, in this fragment. Yeah, um, nothing to say about this puzzle. I like it. You're like investigating like a, it's another control room, um. But this one, like the main puzzle, is that there's a bunch of like pipes along the walls that you have to follow to like turn on and off different valves. It's it's just a nice way to like make the room feel like 
a space that you're inhabiting and that you're having to engage with like as an environment instead of just as like different props that were set there. Uh, I'm not fond of the random kind of interface puzzle you have to do. One of them is just like rotate fragments or rotate a, a pattern on like a rectangle, like a 3D rectangle. So they line up for some reason. Oh, is this the dragon one? No, I don't think so. I feel like I would have remembered the dragon. It was like the, well, it's like the tesseracts. Because like the dodecahedron things. There's like there's like a uh, pattern, and then it's like you rotate. It's like different like half circles and half uh, squares that you like have to line up so that the pattern is like cohesive across the like. 3d rectangle that you rotate they're not rectangles they're like they're like 20 plus sided or i guess they're like octahedrons usually no you're thinking of something different that's not that's not this puzzle no okay this is just a a bunch of those there's a bunch of the the like hexagonal prism ones no this is just a box and there's just you just rotate little pieces on it yeah I i don't remember this yeah i don't i don't i don't remember this puzzle it's it's completely an accessory to having an action movie after it yeah there's that and then there's another we gotta fit all the things in the box puzzles for some reason oh yeah that one sucks yeah it's just like greek characters like it doesn't have anything to do with the room yeah. it's just like Phi's not even here yeah Phi and sigma are not even in the room mm-hmm. nope nowhere to be found carlos doesn't know greek he doesn't no. know what that says. Because he know English. Because you know English. Because <laughs> that's Akinator read English letter characters for him into the Japanese audio. So good. Uh, in Nevada, famously, yeah. So it, it, it's it's like mixed to me. I I I do really like the the like pipe stuff. Also, because you like the the room is like frozen at one point, and then you unfrost it, and like other stuff becomes visible. It's just like the room is like integrated into the puzzle in a way that like a a lot of the puzzles have not been so that was cool to see so yeah then all this shit happens like the ab game being back didn't did you love that um kind of i kind of liked it (laughs) it was kind of it was kind of sick to to see a repeat of the like i remember you voted betray so i voted betray and then you voted ally and i killed you uh mm-hmm. from virtue's last reward which is just it's great it's we didn't have to see the prison it's it's like the one good part of the the ab um vote yeah in but, that whole game but we didn't have to we didn't have to see like the whole explanation for it like the whole mm-hmm. rock paper scissors explanation we just skipped that because we played the other video game uh and it's it's much better when it's just like oh junpei's just dead now junpei's mm-hmm. just dead now because carlos right in front of you yeah and then and then Akade comes out of nowhere and just like just destroys you with a mm-hmm. fire extinguisher, just keeps like the sound effects in the scene as she's just like slamming you with a fire extinguisher and getting her blood texture back on is like is wild. Like It's long. It's so long. She just keeps going. It's like no, she's she's he's dead, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can you can stop. Um, she's just screaming the whole time. It's really good, and yeah, and then and then we get we get the mystery third fragment that you have to like you have to go back into the fragment to get, which is yes. is cool. Um, you could totally I could totally imagine me specifically 
playing this game and being <laughs> and being like, oh, okay, I did both outcomes on the flow chart. Yeah. <laughs> Going somewhere else now. Um, yes. And then being just like, where the fuck do I go? I was like, oh, huh, when did this get unlocked? Uh, which is great. That's like a really fun way to actually engage with the mm-hmm. the like meta structure of the game in like a and like a surprising way. Yeah, we've not seen outcomes be added to decision games up to this point. They've all been present already. Even the um the the three way standoff that has mm-hmm. that has the outcomes locked behind the names we don't know mm-hmm. already yeah but that's still like yeah that's very clearly like i am i am missing the piece of information not that like the game is expanding because i have like hit like invisible locks which mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it's cool cool for this game to like finally be incorporating that uh because that seems like really really like st- significant for like the structure of these games and like thematically what they're interested in um i mean there's definitely a way you could be playing this game where you like chase like right you play from the global flowchart and you try to chase down one Mm -hmm. flowchart branch as much as you can and pushing on unlocks that way and you could you could come to both the really both the fragments that we covered today a lot sooner Mm -hmm. that's not how we play the game Uh, um i think that's i think it's largely not necessarily how the game's designed and played. I can see a franchise player playing that way. I I, I might have played that way. I think I think I, I think I played that way when I played this game the mm. first time because I was like, yeah, I got conditioned by virtue. That's where I'm gonna go down the flow the flowchart branch. What do you mean? No, I'm, and meanwhile I'm over here. I'm like I hit the big button with the picture on it. <laughs> um, well, it's designed for newcomers. You yeah, know? yeah. This is this is the virtue last reward for babies. This is the first game. Uh, yeah. Imagine. This uh this scene that follows with a little description um that you already went into, but uh really the like standout thing is Akane fi- finally coming back. Uh she shifted back from wherever she was before. Um and now we have now we have sicko girl boss Akane that's like, yeah, it's totally murder if you murder it some if you like delete another timeline or like doom someone in another timeline by like leaving them there let's do that right so now let's go do that yeah. yeah 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 right now baby right now i don't know where we're going though so you better figure that out also because <laughs> uh, this bomb is already this nuclear reactor is already going off just immediately like no we're killing myself we're killing everybody here probably killing other people outside of the facility because it's a mm-hmm. nuclear reactor um doesn't matter Akane, this is what she signed up for doing this literally her whole life, basically, since she was like, what, 12? I don't Literally her whole life. Yeah. Um, this is what she was born to do. Uh, it's so great. I'm so glad that she's back. And then the like, Junpei has to come up with the plan because it would have broken down the threat if if she had come up with it so he just comes up with an even worse plan than akane which is really amazing <laughs> it, it's really it's, so good we're gonna stop the bullets with our bodies you're gonna listen to the x passes and that's how we're gonna get out of here without us dying it's like he he's fully like i'm playing three-dimensional chess here Everyone's just, it's just like what the fuck are you mean no we're, he's 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 like losing minesweeper on the first click no but he doesn't think that 
he he thinks, yeah he thinks that yeah 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 he's like this is brilliant this is mm-hmm. how this is gonna save us all it, it's so funny because he doesn't even like there's no like actual threat to be able to compel akane to shift she's just sad she's just so overburdened by sadness that she's able to shift that's the yeah. threat mm-hmm. well she's just you've been doing this for so long she's you know she's an expert that is textually not how it works i know i know that's not how it works yes (laughs) yes no i understand i understand how it works in the fiction i just want to be clear yes no sorry the the morphogenetic expert here yes yes. i had to explain to someone recently that the morphogenetic field was like a real written theory to someone because literally like two days ago at a show someone was like oh do you know about toxoplasmosis no (laughs) and i was like no No, you're about to get put in a death game. <laughs> you better watch out. Um, Someone... They're telling me like like a lot of people in Brazil have it because that's where their family's from. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. No, that person's about to put you in a death game to save them. They're in, not in an alternate timeline from incineration. No, no, they're gonna make me, no, they're gonna make me listen to their power noise music. Oh, that's worse. It's not. It's not worse. I like. I like it. I don't. I, I, power noise is fake. We can't do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this. Um, yeah, Junpei's a really great buffoon. Um, funny for the thing, I, exact thing I praised the prior conclusion to this fragment for, which is that they get shot through the wood. is completely mm. undone because they get shot through bodies. That's really funny. Carlos is just really strong. He's built like a firefighter. There's definitely like three game facts, um, <laughs> boards, like forums post for this game about that that i've posted in oh my god like like, not i didn't make them but i definitely posted Mm. i was like yeah it's fucked up yeah number number one (laughs) cinema sins advocate and and nothing about it but junpei fucking up proposing it's really fantastic it's so good him him doing the not your not your boyfriend and Mm -hmm. then immediately afterwards um it's I I actually really like this scene. It's like the only I time. It's the only time that like Junpei and Akane have like any sort of like romantic like interaction mm-hmm. in this game. Well, I think the start of the fragment is also good because he does the blushing "not my girlfriend" thing, and she's like, she, and she's like, "Happy New Year's," you know. Yeah, yeah, that's fun too. There's like, there's like a I don't know, kind of like a naturalness to like the way the dialogue in this. And this proposal scene is written that was like mm. really surprising to me. Where it's just like, oh yeah, they're just like they're just kind of being cute together in like a very awkward yeah. way. Well, it feels like the flirting scenes in nine nine nine. Yeah, which distant memory now. Yeah, um, <laughs> just fully, just fully like in a different tone of writing than like everything mm-hmm. else in this game. So that really took me by surprise and was nice. Um, and yeah, him putting him putting the. Uh, the ring on the wrong finger um, just because he's like i i remember well, you, like, you wanted to wear a ring on your left hand he's mm-hmm. like he's like i know you want it on your left hand so i put it on your left and she's like that was your left <laughs> it's so like, good it's really it's a really good beat god uh, carlos carlos like walking around lo- walking to the side too just like like uh, like a satisfied matchmaker mm-hmm. like a like a rom-com like, yeah so fucking funny it's so good god uh and then they just all they all just get fucking killed by ball boy yes yeah 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 this is <laughs> happening because they're like we're getting out baby that's that's, mm-hmm. that's the other thing that like predicates this scene and it's just they're just totally owned yeah this this is 
it's such a cool scene for for a lot of reasons. One, because Ball Boy being sleeper agent that comes to to anime kill everybody with one punch is very fun. It's very good. Sends them flying across that lounge. Did he like dents the wall? With it. Like he punches the wall, and there's like a there's like a crater. Mm-hmm. It's so. When well, he, he picked up that force quit box, remember? I absolutely do not, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah, he picks. Yeah, in, in it's like in the introductory to the the vote. It's all way back in the vote. Yeah, who who could say he when that was? Force box. Okay. And then and then the other ones try it and they're like, what the fuck? This is so heavy. Oh um, yeah, no, he's I didn't just like catch that. Uh, 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 <laughs> over his head. <laughs> oh, that's so good. No, I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be I, I don't think I, I think he's gonna have all sorts of other random fucked up shit happen because of how this game is, but I'd be totally chill if this was just like his character was just weird sleeper agent, probably robot, um, and that Eric was actually right and that he totally shouldn't trust him. Mm-hmm. Which is very funny. Eric vindicated once again. Yeah. Yeah, he's a boy with a ball on his head. Mm-hmm. You don't see those every day. Yeah, other other really cool thing is that we now have like an inversion of how the desk game is functioning in relation to the morphogenetic field like time traveling. To where in the other fragment it was like the whole apparatus of the game is predicated on getting people to be able to do this and to like time travel and like have an awareness of like the multiple timelines and like to move between them to get to the You're talking about virtue's last reward virtue's last not another fragment in this game yes yes sorry Correct. sorry yes okay. virtue's last reward and 999 also um in a slightly different way because shifting wasn't in that game but like those games are like yeah akane is making these games so that morphogenetic field stuff happens and in this game, it's like, oh, they did it. It's like, no, that's wrong. You broke the rules. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. Um, yes. Zero has designed the game somehow knowing that they would jump from other possible permutations of the game's outcomes mm-hmm. and is now punishing them for trying to use borrowed knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Has designed it in that way and also is like, is like actually clairvoyant in, in, the, in the sense that he can like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can, uh, He's perfectly clear. He told you. Yeah, yeah. He was. He wasn't lying. I, I'm like so much more interested now in like, well, this and the in the last uh, one with the Q team. Um, like between these two, I'm like actually finally like, okay, yeah. What the fuck is Zero doing? Like, what's what's mm-hmm. he up to? What is what is this guest death game? Because it's not what the other two games were about, uh, which is very cool. And and I'm I'm like actually excited to see how that resolves. If it resolves, question mark. It's definitely an ending. <laughs> and then, yeah, we we get more shifting in like a cool, let's actually engage with the flowchart kind of way. Because Carlos is like, I'm leaving. I'm not dying to Ball Boy. He, he magic orbs up and out of there, uh, which we didn't mention, but... If you are playing the game, you really just aren't getting the full experience of watching watching a glowing orb shoot up out of Carlos. Yeah, just shoot up out of him as like his. It's it's like um, imagine like Star Trek like warping, but if they just like like sucked your soul out of you instead of and left your body behind is kind of what mm-hmm. it looks like. And the weirdest camera angle delivers it also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
feel like they're also always like standing like arms like down to their sides like staring up into yes the... they're going super saiyan yeah yeah it's so good it's so it's so funny it's like a lot of this game is like accidentally goofy but this one this is like such like a core like big thing to be happening and it's so funny the way it's depicted i i love mm-hmm. it but yeah carlos does that and goes back to chainsaw duel uh which is also pretty sick way back when that happened mm-hmm. and now we're just like the events of the fragments are now like converging on the flow chart in, in a way where there's like actual connections between them in the way that like the like construction of how the how shifting and like the morphogenetic field works has been like saying that they're like connected and like how we know they are because we're playing the video game uh but we're only now like getting that actually like implemented in like a systematized way yeah we've never really had much of an opportunity to to have narrative space where the character is like i have shifted and now i'm in another timeline and now Mm -hmm. i'm going to do a different thing um because it it only really kind of happens at the end of virtue's last reward Mm -hmm. um and it's like it's like very on rails like like all of like the timelines have been cleared there is one straight line for you to follow it's just the, the the jumping is happening kind of post hoc after yeah. like after like like without you after the fact because you've already you've already played the rest of the game. Yeah. But now it's like no the game is continuing on this thread and mm-hmm. despite that we do not know where it is going. And yeah. that is there's like a there's like a delivering on the science fiction genre work that the game <laughs> pretends to be in <laughs> that like hasn't been delivered upon before um that's happening mm-hmm. now. Uh, and it's just such an interesting, like, I think this specifically being a game with a flowchart where all of the timelines are kind of split out on their own branches. The the experience of interacting with that is so different from, like, you know, uh, watching Back to the Future, Akane's favorite movie um, that she can't, she can't name for licensing reasons. <laughs> right, I forgot. I didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. But, like, watching that movie and, like, you you have, like, you, you could understand, like, the mechanics of how time travel is meant to work. But, like, that's, like, totally different from, like, seeing it, like, branched out and, like, you are now sort of watching characters move in and out on this, like, sort of elevated s- scale. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure people do this, like, for all sorts of media. Like, they make their own flow charts. But, like, it's very cool to, like, be, to have that be embedded and, like something the game is like clearly conscious of and was like wants you to be engaging with as well that said i do wish it was like more like it, it put more of that on the player instead of kind of doing an on rails thing where after you like jump it's like you choose another fragment it's like no you're playing the next one like you're following this thread until it ends yeah, there's definitely a way where we where we do kind of shift into like a novel game mm-hmm. and like the adventure. Like like I it I think in general this game's gonna once you run out of puzzles, it's gonna feel like we've kind of moved over entirely to a novel game. Um, in the sense that we're not like we're not really choosing where we're going mm-hmm. after a certain point. Which I don't think is like a discredit to it. It's just like, man, eh, it's not doing adventure game stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. It just it just feels like kind of a I guess a missed opportunity to like further like implement that idea because it it, it like it like kind of does it it just doesn't go all the way like it it 
it adds the new little node that we mentioned at some some point like an hour ago or whatever um onto the flow chart uh that you have to go and find yourself but it doesn't do that for like this fragment so it's just kind of like i guess like inconsistent there's like there's like a cool idea here that's not fully executed still which is a shame because this is similar sort of ideas of virtue's last reward certainly more more successful than that do you have anything else to say about this fragment before the last uh thing you wanted to ask me i i, I just want to i just want to highlight this verbally uh because you kind of commented on in our notes carlos becoming becoming like a secret protagonist who's just mm-hmm. like otherwise just like a dude yeah like he's he's extra, he's like the most the dude in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to lay it out clearly how much he's just like a guy, um, because the rest of the cast is like really intricately wound up in mm-hmm. the stakes of this game in like a cause like a larger cosmic causality sense. Mm-hmm. Um, where where Akane, Junpei, Phi, Sigma, and Diana are you know in this like A B project preventing radical six outbreak morphogenetic field camp of relations eric and mira are kind of in this snail story as we're slowly learning or are like related to it um that zero keeps recounting the ball boy is some kind of (laughs) appendage of the facility Mm -hmm. um and carlos he's a firefighter he loves his sister Mm mm-hmm I, I guess she's got reverie syndrome. Um, I, I, I didn't actually cover this at all, so good that I'm talking about it now. But Akane tells us that reverie syndrome is um, his younger sister being such a strong morphogenetic esper that she is experiencing multiple timelines at the same time, and that is what's causing the illness. But if she's trained in the way that all of them were, are, then she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's not actually a proto-radical six. It's just like a completely unrelated thing. But that's all he's got. Very silly. When that when that started to get explained, I was just like, okay, sure, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, Maria. <laughs> Maria. <laughs> so good. Yeah, what if Zero was his sister? <laughs> it is. Maybe. Yeah, she, I wish she seen all those timelines at once. That's kind of like precognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's either that or my other theory, which I came to after listening to the past episode, is that uh zero is eric from a different timeline uh where his mm. daddy and he's doing something to try and not have his mom die well, that's as far as i got but i really like the idea of eric secretly being zero next fragment's gonna gonna blow open <laughs> all the fucking possibilities you're you're gonna be so- <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna rock can't wait and no, I don't think we need to talk anymore. Um, I, I, I was going to ask Natalie about like, where, where do you think that, what do you think is going to happen next? The answer um, is, I don't know. <laughs> the answer is, I think that I still think Gab is zero and also that Eric is zero and that Maria is zero. Uh, they're all zero. Mm-hmm. One zero per team. Oh, that'd be good. Multiple zero that'd, theory. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that is actually, that is something that I've... Um, that I've come to appreciate at this specific moment in time playing this video game is how the like overarching plot is still so opaque, but so like really complicated and like 
intertwined with itself that I could ju- I feel like you could tell me just about anything is mm-hmm. like and I would believe it like 100%. Yeah. I'm like yeah, Gab could be zero. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sick. I I love that. Yeah. Uh I love having zero idea how the mystery works. Yeah. And I think this game like really plays with like the franchise knowledge mm-hmm. in a in a really like in a meticulous way. It like it, I think there's there's one thing this game understands. It understands the zero escape player. Yeah, it understands that the people that are playing this video game are the sickos that played the last two video games mm-hmm. and are now going to see this see this through, even if this should be the first video game. <laughs> paradoxes so yeah on that note what are we doing next time next time uh we are picking up that fragment that we did not play uh with d team um with, where sigma and diana are standing in front of the tv um that one's gonna be a doozy um that one's follow that one to its natural conclusion you'll know what i mean and then we have a new node over on the q team fragment um under pop off uh, where you don't shoot or you don't say anybody it's it's when the ball boy is about to get shot by Eric, and you and you just wait mm-hmm. out the timer. Um, you can find that through the fragment, or you can head over to the global flowchart, which you should do if you have not been doing. Mm-hmm. Awesome, excited for that. If you have any random theories that you want to share about who zero may or may not be, you can send those to questions at critical dot com or on cohost at cohost dot org slash zero context. Can ask me what, what who was asking me about toxoplasmosis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask um, me about that. If you were asking acts about pl- asmo- toxoplasmosis and are listening to this podcast, please write in to let us know uh, mm. that I dragged you on air. <laughs> that's way more achievable. That's actually very achievable. Mm-hmm. We could have this person on air. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on co-host also at Boots Natalie. Also, I stream on Twitch now sat- every Saturday, Sonic Saturday, for the rest of my life. I don't think I mentioned that before. I think I think I I plugged it. Yeah, yeah. I think you I think so you plugged it for for game for you. Oh, maybe. Who could say? Anyway, we're on Twitch, Critical TV, uh, and you can throw money at me at, at coffee.com/slash/critical if you like. Um, you can catch me on uh, Blue Sky and co-host mostly as Wing Blade um, and on coffee.com slash Wing Gamer. Thank you so much, as always, for listening uh, to this slightly longer than usual episode. And until next time, Happy New Year. Happy New Year.